Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast where we will be reviewing the first two episodes of season two of Strange New Worlds. Don't mess with your speed you're listening to this podcast at. <laughs> I just decided to be slow for a second. I apologize. It felt right. I'm Chris Newcomer. I'm your host Ooh. of this very exciting podcast. With me, as always, are Carrie Coleman-Hinners. Uh, hi. I'm just being slow. So slow is fun. And we also have Mikael Henley. Uh, Henley. Objection. I mean, I mean, I mean, watch yourself, counselor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hate the Federation, but I will defend my friend. Um, Well, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome back to we've been on we went on a hiatus and then we sort of went another hiatus but it's fine we are we're we back love with our them. hiatuses we love them we Let's love hiatus time listen yes, you know when they think about it you know even though they pay us the big bucks we keep coming back whenever the hell we feel like it and i think mm-hmm. that is a sign of being really grounded <laughs> mm-hmm. and i appreciate mm-hmm. that uh keeping it real as it were keeping it real and as a grounded person carrie how, how you doing Woo. um i i can only i mean it's summer uh, so that's a thing. And I've been trying to think of um, things to do over the summer. I have to give myself things to do because I'm primary caregiver of a six-month-old. And I could very easily do absolutely nothing and stay in the house all day. And But that seems depressing. Um, so I want to take the baby out and do things. And I also want to do things that I want to do. So I'm trying to find like, what can I, what do I think is fun that I can bring a baby to that will also get me out of the house. So the answer I have a is AA. No, sorry. AA. <laughs> no, well, the answer for me was a membership to the Philadelphia Zoo. That's cool. So I could yeah. just like whenever I want, because it's not far away, just do like zoo walks because he's a baby. He doesn't know what he's looking at. It could be a turtle. It could be a rock. He doesn't know. So we... <laughs> Just walk around, stroll about. It's very nice. That's why, but you're in Collingswood, right? So that takes a little. That's not. That's like not next door, at least. I mean, you know. no, no, no. But we also have a membership to the Adventure Aquarium, which is kind of next oh, door. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And, next um, and a membership to the pool nearby in town. And so every day, I'm trying to do a different thing. Um, that's great. We go to we go to a baby class so he can do you know baby meetups. Okay, what what Arlo's got a great baby name. Are there any like current dumb baby names that are happening in Arlo's class? No. No. Okay, well see, that makes me sad because when no. I was teaching a children's um dance class at a place called My Gym, which mm-hmm. is like a mommy and me, like we were exercised together, but we did it mm-hmm. on the upper east side, so it was more like nanny and me, not mommy mm-hmm. and me. Yeah. Um, and it was and a me. lot of it was a lot of nannies yelling the names like Jaguar, get off of that, or you know <laughs> that kind of thing. Jaguar. 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 What are you doing, Jaguar? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but there are not really any like. Um, there's no, I don't know any Michaels anymore. There's no babies named Michaels or Chris. <laughs> I yeah, can good. tell you that for sure. Wow. Michaels and Chris's, I don't know any. 
we're I feel like our names breed. have, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're, uh, you know, that's yeah. good for yeah. our, our generation. Then maybe, you know, we find new names and now they'll all be like yeah. XQ44. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know, other, uh, or another better name beyond that. Um, you listen, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's pretty good. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I, I think that you should spell it like E X K U E F O U R F O. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> like the shirt that I had that said too cute to be straight, but it was like too cute to be str eight. It was really, yes. really classic, turn of the century classique. garb. Trey classic. Hi, classic. Speaking of things that are Trey classic, Michael Henley, how are you doing? Oh, well, thank you. How very nice to be. That was a lovely segue. Uh, I already feel like I'm botching it. I'm, I'm not exploiting it correctly, but uh, but no, but thank you. I'm nice. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year. It's when thank you get you. I'm to... nice. <laughs> thank you. No, I'm good. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. real nice. I'm turning into Matthew nice. McConaughey. And... Real smooth. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, and I'm so humble too. Um, uh i'm a good person yes it's true uh no mm -hmm. uh this is my favorite time of year where you keep uh you know you keep getting invited to like uh family and friends get togethers uh, where um you know you basically toggle between two modes it's we're inside oh it looks super nice out let's go outside to this is awful let's mm -hmm. go inside um and just never ever ever stops um uh so no yeah i mean things are think i'm i'm great uh just a nice weekend of uh of dodging the rain and trying to cut lawns and uh, watching old movies on TV and canceling plans because of the rain. And, uh, but no, it was, it, I, I, I get to be with my other half, which is the best possible thing that anyone can ask for. Oh, that's really sweet. How much is uh, she paying you to standing say right? Yeah, she's standing <laughs> yeah, right, right by you. Is it standing <laughs> <laughs> right next to you? No, I hear you because my, my, my how are you doing? Way. Oh, and you have yes. a dog in there too, somewhere, right? There's a dog and a cat. And There's like a, a dog somewhere, yes. Mm -hmm. A couple fish. No, I'm not. Two sure. cats, Maybe. one dog. Yeah, dog downstairs as well. Neighbor's dog, so he's kind of part of the family in a way. So, oh, I love that. Well, my how you doing has to do how with you being doing? someone. I'm doing well. I'm uh, doing very well because um, uh, 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 my boyfriend and I just got approved for this place that we're we're moving in together in a, hey, wow. basically in like a couple Aww. of weeks. So it's very exciting. Great. Um, oh gosh, I feel like we've been with you on this whole journey. You I'm have kind of so excited about that. That's excellent. I mean, I'll be able to like track our. I'll go back and listen to this podcast yeah. and track our relationship. <laughs> these little time capsules of where we were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember when you're like, I'm kind of sort of dating somebody. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to, now I'm agreeing to sleep in the same bed with somebody, which I've never done. I, even at this advanced age, this is a first for me. So, um, you, you know, um, I mean, you don't I know. Well, we, the thing is, we're getting a three bedroom. So I, we could really sleep anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, yes. it's going to be lots mm -hmm. of space, but, um, no, but I'm excited. It's in, it's, it's not far from where I am now. And, um, we got a good deal and he's wonderful. So I'm excited to, uh, to just cohabitate and, and, uh, Yay. you know, and my dad was like, well, I'm not sure how I feel about you living in sin. And I was like, well, we're gay, number one and number two, what? And number three, stop that. <laughs> dad, you're embarrassing me. Well, then I was like, remember how stop you and mom it. lived together for a year before you got married. And then also yeah. that, 
they, they mm. always tell the sweet story about their first date yeah. like, on our first date you know we went back to your mom's apartment and we played through the score of Pippin and we sang corner of the sky together but like oh. the buried lead of that story is that they went back to her apartment on the first yeah, date. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think that that score was the only thing getting played they, you know they scored so you're saying there was a <laughs> score scored. and the there was scored. a score there was a score. <laughs> there was a score. This one was not by Stephen Schwartz, is what I'm trying to say. Ah, yes. um, <laughs> Didn't you love it when you, we talk about your parents having sex? <laughs> my favorite. It's my it's favorite. Your favorite right? they're, they're active and vital. Have been married for over 40 years. I mean, we should <laughs> all be so active, active and vital. Active and vital. <laughs> they're so vital. They just so bought a couch that has. A couch and love seat, but that each each both the couch and the love seat have two things that recline. That's how vital they are. Two people wow. who need four places to recline at all times, and I really appreciate that's that. True. Live in the dream. Live in the dream. <laughs> um, but that's enough about us. That's we should talk more about our friend Star Trek and some actually kind of devastating Trek in the news. I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, Paramount Plus uh, has decided to cancel Star Trek Prodigy and remove it from the service. Uh, what? Prodigy yeah. was kind of good. We talked about it. Prodigy was good. I enjoyed Prodigy. So they're not only are they canceling it, but they are they're doing this whole thing which Michael knows has been posting a lot about. I can maybe talk more too, but like you know, to, for like a it's like a tax savings thing, right? When they do this, right, Michael? It's a, yeah. It's hard to describe if only because they're so tight lipped about it. And there's a couple different reasons why you would do this because there have been a lot of streamers lately that have basically just removed shows in their entirety with the idea that they get a tax write-off if they basically pretend it never existed. Um, so uh, HBO Max did this for a little bit. Disney did this for a little bit. Um, but also there are other types where they take it off the service, but they do shop it around to other services to see if they'll bite. Um, okay. And in that case, it kind of enters this different land where it's still available. You can still go and watch it. You just can't watch it on the streamer that you expect. And HBO did a bunch of that too as well. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen here. What I do know is that the second season is mostly complete already, which means, mm. you know, on a certain level, this makes even less sense to me. Um, yeah. I know it's about, I know, I know the money is saved no matter what, because it's about uh, paying or in this case, not paying uh, residuals to, uh, I think, specifically the voice actors, um, which, mm. you know, I, I think that 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 it can definitely be a little bit of money. Um, so I think, you know, no matter what, I'm sure this made frugal sense somewhere, you know, in the Hall of the Paramount. Um, and there's a and somewhere chance. else. Kate Mulgrew is canceling her vacation rental because she's like, "Well, I was, I was counting on that check." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but uh, you know, so there's always a chance it'll pop up somewhere else. In fact, I'm pretty sure it probably will. I guess because again, the second season is almost done, and they're paying to get it finished up. So it's literally a case of just like, "Hey, here's a complete show you can air. You don't have to pay the cost of right. production." I mean, that's got to be something, right? Um, yeah. But it does. You know, I, I don't like this trend in general as someone who follows, you know, TV and entertainment. Um, you know, a lot of streamers are doing this lately where it's like, we're the home for everything you could possibly expect. Oh, not that. And then it's either, no, that's somewhere else. Or also we pretend that doesn't exist anymore, um, right. which is pretty lame, I think. Um, and also it really puts lie to the idea that, you know, Paramount Plus likes to champion itself as the home of all things Star Trek. Except not this show, apparently. Um, Except for this one so, new Star Trek show, yeah. It's kind this of also new- a Nickelodeon show, too. It's Nickelodeon produces... Oh, 
Yes. Yep. That's the yeah. irony, which is which is owned by CBS Paramount, and okay. apparently was produced for Nickelodeon originally. It was going to air just on Nickelodeon because even when they're all collected like that, they do like to keep barriers up a little bit, um, yeah. keep things slightly siloed sometimes. But because they were very big on no, all Star Trek should be on Paramount Plus, they basically gave it a promotion and said you're going to be on Paramount Plus, and now they're getting rid of it. So it's there's extra irony in that, unfortunately. Uh, well, everybody get That's out your shitty. TiVos from 2001 and uh, TiVo yeah. that. TiVo those so I, in 2001, all I had still was an antenna. I was just watching, you know, PBS afternoon programming. So <laughs> I'm deeply yeah. familiar with Wishbone is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> um, so so it, it, is, it has already been removed from Paramount+. Plus. Um, I do That's know weird. that... It, yeah, they announced it a couple days ago, and it's already gone, because uh, one of the groups I was in just before I, I jumped on here was basically confirming it's gone. It's so. already gone, but they didn't comp- They didn't even wait to air all of the new episodes, the new eps? They they aired all of season one, but yeah, all the, yeah. the, the second season episodes that are all done, they have no, nope, they have not aired a single thing. Um, yeah, so it's definitely gone. Um, I know that you can, so they did come out with like dvds and blu-ray discs of it if you you know happen to play those which i do which which is why the minute this news broke it's like i never got the prodigy but the prodigy blu-ray i gotta get that um which is only the first 10 episodes my progeny progeny which is only the first progeny blu-ray sounds like the great name great name for a sci-fi horror film the progeny blu-ray oh i'm gonna use that um i mean so so the Blu-ray is not perfect. You can buy them from like iTunes or Vudu or your retailer of their choice. But again, only the first 10 episodes, not the back half of the first season, which did air. Hmm. So before time, the only place you could watch that stuff was Paramount Plus. And now you can't watch it Why? Anywhere. Why do they hate us? I don't Why know. Why do they hate us? Great question. I don't know. It's a great question, Carrie. Um, Why there, are we there hated are, so much? There are also other ways to get these episodes, but I don't know anything about that. Um, you mean like um, like bartering? Yeah, you know, like like, um, I, I, I will give you like a like wheel of Tracy's? cheese for mm-hmm. some episodes of Star Trek mm-hmm. Prodigy. It's like, I think it's like two wheels of cheese per episode. The episodes are very good, though. I mean, we really like the show. So I, yeah, I think that's what, what two, two high quality wheels of cheese, I think, to be, mm-hmm. to be clear. Um, like, but we were like cheddar, but like Chakotay. Cheddar. We were looking for Chakotay. And now we'll never I think, find I think his, his his like borderline neocon comments on Twitter maybe or what or what I got it all. Oh no, Robert Beltran, no. He said a couple of not great things. I don't think I don't I don't oh, want to start anything. I'm not sure boy. with our four listeners. Uh I don't <laughs> with Scott Hinners. I don't want Scott Hinners to get mad that one I said very uh, we have one very dedicated um, listener, which is my husband, and he does get upset when we don't record. So he <laughs> He wants us to record like all the time. And um can we get on his it. payroll then? <laughs> yeah. We should start a Patreon like... that only Scott can only Scott can pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for it. I feel like okay, every great. sci-fi not not to get sidetracked, but I feel like every sci-fi show has like that one cast member where everyone's just like, oh, so many of the cast members, oh, they're absolutely delightful. But that person has like super weird politics. They're very in your face about it. It's like, like I feel like mm-hmm. so many like genre shows have that like one person. Like if you're a Firefly person, it's basically just like, oh, everyone's lovely. Never talk to Adam Baldwin ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Makes me feel weird about, it's also like the way, the weird thing that J.G. Hertzler said to me about my Janeway t-shirt when I saw it walked by him, uh, 
at the uh, DNI con. He was like, oh, you like that shirt, huh? You like Janeway. I was like, okay, calm down. All right, we get it. We get we get it. You're rough and gruff. All right, it's fine. <laughs> um, I heard a, speaking of Firefly, I think I did hear a, a, a rumor. Is it coming back? Are they crazy enough to try to bring it back? I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't hear Disney, anything Maybe on that. Disney, maybe on Disney Plus. Where did you hear the rumor, cool? Carrie? Um uh well first of all daily.com screenrant.com is this oh, a sure. rumor.com yeah. is this the truth.com movieweb.com i don't know i heard it in mydreams.net reddit um my dreams yeah. in my dreams yeah <laughs> well we'll have to keep an eye out for that and yeah. see mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel like um uh, Joss Whedon is going through a time right now in Hollywood, so it'd be tough to do that without him. Listen, yeah. everybody's and... going through a time. Everybody's well, going through a time. Well, but yeah. he's going through like a I've been a bad person slash producer time. I... Right? Yeah. Bad to people. yeah. Finally, people like... realize this. So does that mean we're not allowed to like his shows anymore? Not at all. No, absolutely. I mean, no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all, actually. I'm just saying that like I feel like people might be reluctant to you know, maybe bring back one of his babies in this case. Listen, you can you can watch his shows after you've streamed Michael Jackson on the way to the Bill Cosby show. No, yes, I'm kidding. Exactly. You, uh... <laughs> Buffy is still one of my favorite shows of all time. And I, I, yeah. I feel no guilt about that. You know, sometimes things are bigger yeah. than like the one person. Well, and I also hurt? would say- thing a little bit? Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. But we're also still supporting all those people we love who are not terrible, who were on Buffy, like Sarah Michelle Geller and- Yeah, yep. she's um, great. And uh, Charisma Carpenter. Charisma yeah, Carpenter. It's not fair. That. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to them. I was once behind Charisma Carpenter in line at the airport and security, cool. and I said hi. I think you're wonderful, and I love Buffy. And she said thank you. It was lovely. It was wow. a good exchange. That's really awesome. Cool. That's great. And we've been friends ever since. And by that I mean I follow her on Twitter, and I feel like we're friends because I've spoken to her once in real life, uh, which is how it. that works. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know what? We are. Uh, uh, I actually have a hair appointment at the end of this, so we should probably get wow, to talking about get these. Going. Gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're just dawdling. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's good. I like talking about. It's it. I fine. Sure You're. But episodes. we also know. But we know from the previous episodes that your hairstylist lives in your home with you. They are in house. Yes, but so. I mean not for long. I mean this is this is why I'm trying to get it in because I will no longer have an in house wonderful hairstylist oh, yeah. when I move in with my boyfriend. Yeah. Then instead, I will have an in house. Yeah, I'm instead I, with him. I'm going to have an in-house tarot card reader, um, an in-house, you know, uh, great uh, cooker of of Indian food, um, and then of course uh, an in-house total ten hot snack. Obviously, all of those things, which are very <laughs> total exciting. Hot snack. Okay. Total hot snack. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to read the the first episode we're talking about is the Broken Circle. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes, the yeah. Broken Circle, season two, episode one of. Uh, a strange new world. So here's a description from Wikipedia. Mm. <clears throat> While undergoing upgrades under the supervision of engineer Pelia, the starship USS Enterprise receives a distress call from security chief La'an Nunian Singh on the mining planet Kachitar 4, with first officer Una Chin Riley arrested and Captain Christopher Pike recruiting his her defense counsel, Vulcan science officer Spock, hmm, new character, mm -hmm. disobeys Admiral Robert <laughs> April and steals the Enterprise. 
On Kajitar 4, Spock and members, members, members of the crew find Nuni and Singh. She explains that a cabal of ex-Starfleet and Klingon soldiers are plotting to restart the recently ended Klingon Federation war. Uh, Dr. Joseph Mbenga and Nurse Christine Chapel are captured and taken to a ship that has been cobbled together from Starfleet technology. Um, the group plans to use this to fire on a Klingon ship and frame Starfleet. Mbenga and Chapel fight their way off the false flagship just as Spock orders its destruction, saving the arriving Klingons. Okay, there. this description is leaving out some key uh, factors of how they got off the ship, but we'll come back mm. to that. Um, Spock bonds with the Klingon captain over drinks, impressing Pelia. Um, April reprimands Spock, but is privately grateful that war with the Klingons was avoided considering the impending threat of the Gorn, um, which uh. is the big reveal at the end of the episode that the Gorn are... are on their way to the Federation. Um, and the thing that that thing seemed to gloss over is that Mbenka and Chapel got off the ship by uh, opening the airlock and kind of like praying for hope that it would be quick enough to, that they're only going to be in like the vacuum of space for a minute or so. What did y'all think of this episode? Yeah. Damn packed. Uh, a lot of stuff in this episode. It's a lot yeah. of stuff in this episode. There was a lot of talking about things that happened in the past that we don't know about that's like new information yeah. it's the second the second episode did that too it's like here's a lot of new inf background information for you but you didn't see that in any show or we never told you about that before well they, they've even introduced a new species entirely yeah i i even like i i had to look that up because i thought i was going crazy Right. A Is that a thing? Is that did that yeah. show up anywhere? And I was like Googling frantically. I was like, is that in my know? local local mineral shop? What's lanthanite? And does it does <laughs> yeah. it ward away bad spirits? Yeah. Right, right. What are its properties? Yeah. But I mean also yeah. how wonderful to have her as an addition. Oh. Yes. Um, I can't wait to see her uh more, see how she and, interacts with the crew and stuff. A very interesting accent that she's really selling you know like the, the for the first 30 yeah. seconds she was speaking i was like i don't know about this but it's she like, won me over so quickly it's like yeah. her accent but with a twist yeah it's like her well, because i also feel like she doesn't have like the, her accent doesn't have uh because she is so iconic and like yeah herself which is why we love her maybe yeah. the variations of accents she can offer maybe not as wide but that's okay um <laughs> she she sells whatever the hell she does she's so good yeah well, we like we like chief engineers with heavy accents. I mean, Scottish accents, yeah. like um, Irish. Uh, we got that Irish guy. What's his old? What's his face over there? O'Brien. The old Irish Irish guy O'Brien. Yeah, <laughs> the old um, guy. I just love that Carol Kane has done so much, but she. What I I think of her for a lot is that mm. she's in that TV show. Where where they where they coined the phrase the calls are coming from inside the house. I think she or that movie, whatever that was, where like the, the killer oh, was inside she, the house. Yeah. She when was a stranger in, calls. That's what it was, right? Wow. Was she yeah. was in yeah, that I movie. So. I believe yes, she, she was. was, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I I read that she had never really watched Star Trek and wasn't really a fan of sci-fi until this. <laughs> she wasn't really it was until wasn't the really money started her. rolling in. Yeah. It wasn't in her um at uh, what's the word atmosphere yeah like her orbit her yeah. or, or, orbit or, yeah, her yeah. Sphere. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> her sphere of work mm -hmm. I, I no, just I'm, like I'm excited to see what uh, she'll bring 
Kimmy, Kimmy, oh, Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, she's very Kimmy good Schmidt. on that. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. She's like, don't be fooled. That's real floor. It just feels like dirt. It's very funny. She's very <laughs> And good. also, uh, I love her. Of course, the, of course, the Princess Bride. Yeah. Liar. Liar. But I think with this cast of like very good looking sort of normal people, it's good to have someone, you know, uh, yeah. a, a true fucking char- true character actor, you know. Because sometimes I, I think these that, things can be yeah. jam-packed with beautiful people who like, they're being funny, but it's mm-hmm. like they're funny is not. Uh, what a, fu- a true funny person can do. Does that make sense? You know? True. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and, and I also, like uh, interesting. Uh, I like people that are interesting on Star yes. Trek. I don't like the classically um, uh, magazine model type of uh, One Tree Hill type of person. Yeah, right. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will help Ethan Peck out with his next Ponfar. Vampire Diaries. But... Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Ethan Peck. The, the, don't get me the wrong. Dirt, the dirty trick with this show is that the beautiful people they hired are really good actors too. So it's like, it's, it's yeah. you know, it, it's tough to, it's tough to complain too much, but yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. And also, I mean, Carol Kane, someone who is of, you know, a, a, a certain age here, you know, like the kind of age that, you know, normally on TV pretends that, kind of doesn't really exist they don't you know, get yeah they don't get a yeah. lot of roles anymore especially mm-hmm. a role like this she's in her 70s uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. i think that's really awesome yeah when uh, when what? um we when they were having the you know actors from the original series who were at this age come on to to next gen they were making they were like making um you know uh uh McCoy be like they, they dolled him up mm-hmm. in all that you know old age makeup and made him the be old all, I felt age so bad. makeup yeah. Yeah. yeah just totally. let him be just let him be yeah. um oh yeah old age makeup yeah she's delightful um <laughs> I, I I I I this episode was definitely just jam-packed with incidents and kind of it's so funny that um we get plenty of pike in episode two but uh episode one mm-hmm. it very quickly kind of you know shoes him away almost uh mm-hmm. as if the episode is going like we just don't have space for captain pike here yeah let's get it. Let's, i let's, liked let's it they kind of like mm-hmm. you know bisected it a little bit like okay just so mm-hmm. you know he's going on his own uh journey we'll see that next mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is what we have to do now i thought that pike uh spock stealing the ship was a little bit out of character for him at this moment in time um but i get i get why he hasn't grown to that point yeah i just didn't he just got to that conclusion like too fast um so we're gonna steal the ship and i feel like that would have been a post kirk thing to do not a not a pre-kirk you know i agree this episode almost felt like a two-parter that kind of like was squeezed into one episode Mm -hmm where there would have been a little bit more space for Spock to kind of chew on this decision a little bit before Mm -hmm. kind of doing it. And here they're just in a hurry to get to the planet. So he just does it. Well, and I guess at the end of last season, though, we also had this storyline of him sort of feeling more out of control with his emotions and decision-making, right? Sort of that kind of vibe. Um, So maybe this is just a further extension of that to a certain degree. I think they pushed that a lot on this episode, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, I love the struggle of with the emotions, but I don't know if they went, like, too far with, like, the tears and the 
I because I, I liked when they left it at just he was very calm on the outside, but he was hooked up to the machine and his heart rate was up. I thought that was I thought that was really interesting. I think I would have yeah. preferred I like not that I didn't no. like how they did it. It was enjoyable, but um thinking about it, uh it might have been nice if it was a, just a slightly more subtle. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. A little bit more kind of character study, a little bit more showed up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We also get back um the um the the child that Laan helped save on the episode mm-hmm. where the last engineer died. So it's nice to see mm-hmm. some resolution for them, I thought. I thought that I enjoyed that and sort of enjoyed seeing Laan sort of ready to return to work having done what she said she would do, you know. And they gave that they gave that girl a happy ending, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah. Now we don't have to worry about her anymore, okay? Yeah, she's have to fine. See her again. We don't have to see her again. I have a question. How did um, Laon get so good at drinking blood wine? That's a great question. Suddenly she, like, is, suddenly she can drink yeah. Klingons under the table. That What's that all about? What's her I secret? I have a feeling she's like one of those ones with like a secret background where like she's very buttoned up during the day, but at night she's like, she ties one on. She can be wild as hell. <laughs> and maybe that's why she can mm. you know she lets her hair down and suddenly you know her her hair can absorb more booze maybe that's what mm. it is i don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she took a, a some sort of hypo spray there's a hypo spray for everything that's another thing that i love about the future of star trek <laughs> um maybe <clears throat> maybe playing on bloodline blood wine is actually really weak and everyone just kind of plays along like maybe it's just like very thin stuff and and whenever mm-hmm. an outsider drinks it they have to be like oh yeah man this Manish- is really this is really intense, it's just manischewitz and they're just you know pretending <laughs> to yeah this isn't grape. it's that grape <laughs> juice <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i like that uh, and it's real blood, right? We're go- we're going with like it's not metaphor blood. It's like blood. I blood. I I think it's like <laughs> mostly liquor, but I've always believed that yeah, there's at least a little bit of blood. We, like we they're making wine from the blood of a targ or something. Like yes, yeah, that that's you know, always been I, my I, thought. I've got to tell you something. I made I made some Klingon food for this thing. I don't know if you know this, but you know the birthday party that I had was slightly right? Star Trek themed. Oh, did you have a birthday? Um, oh, yeah. It turns out I did. I don't know. I know you guys, <laughs> you know, didn't really know much about it. But uh, yeah, I had a birthday and uh, <laughs> at a party. And um, uh, I made um, I made challah bread, but I made one challah bread the shape of the, um, you know, the the communicator. And then I made cool. one, a tiny one. I made it. I, I did. I put um, red um, food coloring in the egg batter and, and painted it red. And so basically I made a little heart of targ. Um, you got to eat that hard of targ if you want to get oh, yeah. through your um, Klingon rituals. And then I also made gah, which is essentially Ooh, just, you know, what you might something. expect. Yeah, it's just like big, um, udon noodles because they're a little thicker. Udon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make them wiggle around, I electrified them and hit people in the head. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> a fun thing to do. I put them on top of a vibrator and they <laughs> vibrated. And my mom thought that was hilarious. No, I see I didn't. I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Um next birth next birthday, next party. Next yeah. birthday, yes. We'll do it for the next one. <laughs> I think so the, other, the other this, thing worth yeah. 
Yeah, the other thing worth mentioning uh, about one of the things worth mentioning about this episode is the is the exit from the ship where they they do um, they're like, well, we'll be dead or we'll like be kind of dead for like a minute, but they can bring us back and hope if we do it just right. Yeah. Um, and that's I've, seen, very, I've um, seen that before. I've seen that well, before, done it, and I can't done it quite put times, my finger. Yeah. yeah, they've done it plenty yeah. of times. It's yeah. like, are you going to die instantly in the vacuum of space, or do you have a few minutes? Like, what is it? Let's like. Yeah, well, if you go by event horizon, you might live, but wh- what kind of life are you going to have? Because the, their whole thing was that your eye, I, you know, your um, blood vessels will burst, and your eyes will be, you know, useless basically if you do it. So <laughs> that was not the theory they were going in this episode so no, maybe it's fine no it's true but even before that i wanted to talk about how they suddenly had super soldier juice and um a history mm. of you know this uh trauma in the klingon wars yeah yeah well um, we didn't see any of their klingon war trauma in season one i don't feel like no no mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, just the, um, like the super soldier, uh, like you said, there's a hyperspray for everything, but not only that, they like give like each other, uh, they're surrounded by Klingons naturally. So like they give each other like a significant nod. So it's one of those things where like, oh, there's a protocol for this apparently, mm-hmm. you know, where it just like <laughs> give someone the nod and it's like, all right, yep. Time to grab the blue hyperspray. Um, and you sure you want to do this again? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Uh, you know. And you know. Uh, honestly, up until they're about to die by in the vacuum of space, like you know, it, it seems like the kind of thing where it's just like, well, they're going to be some ill effects for it, but like they don't really even kind of come down from it too much, honestly. Um, nope. They just jump. Maybe that's how they were able to survive so well. They still had some of that juice. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. Uh, how they've decided to, uh, uh, yeah, use that juice. And, uh, but I, I'm, you know, I'm grateful though that they are, I think that is a, an effective tool um, taking, you know, what they've, the, the, the war they've just been through to, to, to give some, some tension to the war that they're about to enter, it sounds like, you know. Um, and that is, I'm glad this war they're entering is not with the Klingons yeah. because, you know, right. we fought with the Klingons enough for the past 40 years. I feel like they're doing something that we critiqued Star Trek for not doing, which is making the characters have deeper relationships with each other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I felt and having Mm -hmm. having a more story to it rather than just being action, action, action all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. And Jess Bush and Babs Olsukamon can play play it very well. Like 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 it's it's a it's a well acted scene. It's like I, 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 the implementation was a little off putting to me, but I mean I was convinced by how persuasive they were. I mean I I, I thought it was, it was solidly directed, um, you know, and it's 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 not something that's done so fast that you don't even get a chance to kind of, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the, the, you don't get a chance to kind of linger over, you know, the moves that they're doing and how they're surviving. Like it, it shows it all for you. It's well orchestrated. It's just. I also, you know. I also appreciated that they showed them having um, a close, intimate relationship that's not uh, sexual or yes. romantic. Yeah. Agreed. I, I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. That's a really good point. Well, if we're going to talk about the next episode, we should probably jump into that but any final thoughts about this one yeah there was one i watched it twice the first time i watched it i was convinced that 
um, Commander uh, Admiral April was behind the Klingon false flag flag operation. And Mm. I didn't even realize that until I watched the second episode. I so I was I would I went the whole week just thinking that Admiral April was behind the false flag operation. Um, but that's incorrect. So I don't know what that means, but worthy of noting. Yeah, maybe you're detecting some sort of betrayal coming from him in the future. I think they're def- okay. they're definitely making him more of someone who is at odds with the with the cast in these t- two episodes, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Speaking of that second episode, yeah. Uh, let's talk about um, Ad Astra Per Aspera, um, which I think has something to do with um, um, fake sweeteners in sugar. Yes. The trial of Chin Riley, also referred to as number one, for hiding her identity as a genetically modified Illyrian, breaking Starfleet's anti-genetic modification laws, approaches. Pike recruits Illyrian civil rights attorney Nira Katul as her defense at- defense counsel. The prosecution easily builds a case that number one violated the law. Katul argles, argues, argles, Katul argles, Katul argues that the law is unjust and inconsistently applied, and points out that Admiral April has violated the prime directive uh, when he believed it was the right thing to do. <clears throat> Nuni mm. and Singh attempts a prime to discover subjective, perhaps prime subjective. Yes, oh. well, we've never violated oh. the subjective, only the directive. <clears throat> when he believed it was the right thing to do. Nunian Singh attempts to discover how Starfleet learned that number one is genetically modified, worried that the information was taken from her own personal logs. Number one testifies about the oppression and marginalization genetically modified Illyrians face in her childhood, faced in her childhood, explains that she joined Starfleet because she believed it celebrated diversity, and reveals that she provided her own genetic status to Starfleet. Katul argues that number one can be construed to have been seeking asylum from oppression when she joined Starfleet. The judges accept this interpretation and acquit number one. Um, this is a great episode. And yeah. um, Nira, what a, what, a, what a powerhouse actress they found. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, v- I like the pacing of it. I liked that. They got a lot in there, but it didn't feel like they were in a rush. But they yeah. still they still managed to get there. Um, everybody was very soft spoken. It was directed in a very this is our um this is our uh uh, uh court criminal episode. Well, it's like I'm sorry it that I don't know great... where, yeah. It harkens back to that great TNG episode where Data's personhood is put mm. on trial. Yeah. yeah. I forget what that one's called. Um, Michael Measure of a Man. What it, Measure thank of you, a Michael. Man. There was also, <laughs> it reminded for. me of more more so than that, It rem- because that was, yeah, a question of his personhood. But there was an episode of Deep Space Nine where Jadzia Dax was on trial for something that a previous yes. incarnation of her did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I I thought that was interesting, but I I'm still a little confused. I get the parallels, but whenever they refer to this as this is um, uh, a racial issue, I say it's not really a racial issue. It's a species issue. So I do wish they would have used the right mm-hmm. word for that. And yeah. um, 
And in that case, consider people's cultural uh, and religious uh, traditions from other species, Mm -hmm. not the human race. Right. Not Terran centric. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. That was something that kind of nagged at me uh, throughout this episode where you're right. It, it, it is more, I, I felt like maybe they were doing that in order to kind of gild the lily a little bit on the metaphorical, mm. you know, aspect of the episode, which, which, which is, is fine. I just feel like they just kind of oversold it just a little bit, but uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. No, I, mean, I, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and they, I they liked, also played yeah. all of the, they, 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 they gave everyone it really felt like everyone got a chance to do something interesting or fun. Like it was fun to see Spock be like, I'm sorry you mm-hmm. had to see that outburst. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny mm-hmm. and very mm-hmm. good. Oh, we um, forgot to mention his, I would like the ship to go. From episode <laughs> one, yes. That's very good. Yeah, great bit. Yeah, so great bit. he's getting little funny lines in there, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Did, They're also doing did, a thing with his hair that's like, it's not just the little like straightforward. They'll give him some texture that makes makes it look even yeah. sexier. You're right. You're right, Chris. And what uh, adding on to that, uh, they're doing a great job of giving everybody in the ship an important job that doesn't seem wedged in there. It doesn't seem forced. Mm. It feels Mm. natural with the story. And even just having their them watching the trial with their reactions, I, I thought was a good choice as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, how they were they gathered in that room to yeah to to see the outcome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and give us and they gave us a picture of what mm-hmm. um, Una Chin Riley's childhood was really like. Looked scary. I appreciate this relationship between Pike and his uh, on again off again uh, romance mm-hmm. that he has. Uh, you can Captain Bates. Bates is it? Captain Bates. Yeah, yeah. she. The way. They play together very well, those actors, I feel, because mm-hmm. they, they're they very good at the, um, the subtext. Like, you get that they have a deep relationship without them having to say anything yeah. about it. And I appreciated her take on it. Like, this is my job. I'm just doing my job, and I'm trying mm-hmm. my best to help within the rules that I've been given. Yeah. I completely agree. She's very professional about it. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, it's sometimes it's unfair to compare the show to like something like the original, sh- original Star Trek, because even though they're meant to be chronologically, you know, kind of, you know, whatever, um, obviously they were written many decades apart. Um, and uh, there's an episode of the original show called Court Martial, which is uh, Captain Kirk going on trial. And one of his old lovers is the prosecutor. And mm-hmm. it's and it's um, it's 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 not a great episode if you're a fan of you know kind of professional women because she does her job but like she gets very very kind of weepy about it um, and like you know there are emotions at play but they really kind of oversell it to degree and I like the fact that you know it's not Pike on trial here obviously it's Una but there is definitely mm-hmm. a wall of professionalism that Captain Bates has that everyone seems to understand they're frustrated by it but they understand it um, mm-hmm. and I think that's really really it's really well done. Although in some ways it's clear that she knew that he must have known before. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I think. So, so to a certain extent, I think, I think she was holding back that professionalism because if, if, 
she was really doing her job job she would have tried to maybe catch him before now or before when, when it actually happened you know she was like giving him a chance yeah. to get out of it you know it's tempered it's not robotic but it is very like there are definitely principles even though they're not stated that she is definitely holding to mm-hmm. i do want to give an honorable mention in this episode to the eyebrows um I knew you guys were not expecting that, but watch the show again and just watch it looking at everybody's eyebrows. Everyone's eyebrows? Very, very well done. All the actors' eyebrows, excellent. Excellent eyebrows. A lot of eyebrow work, a lot of just like- A lot of eyebrow work, a lot of just like makeup. The makeup on their eye, like they're also like dewy, a little shiny. The makeup artist on this episode- did an excellent job i feel and even well, I, there was yeah. a moment where captain or uh, bates or whatever her name is said oh you look terrible to captain pike i'm like no he doesn't he looks great <laughs> he looks great they did a great job <laughs> be hard your hair is your hair is like one percent yeah. less sculpted today than it normally yeah is. right yeah <laughs> i also really enjoyed whatever like special courtroom communicators they were wearing and they were like different shapes but they all kind of built up yeah. to be like the uh, that was very that was very original series whenever they had some sort of um meeting important meeting with admirals and other other such folks they would they had these it it was a nod to the original series uniforms without being that over the top i feel that's cool Yep, I agree. Like they're the um the dress uniforms or something the from the original uniforms. show. Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. they're 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 enhanced in a very like they don't look mm-hmm. they don't look too re- so retro that you know it's 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 a it's a tough balancing act they got to do every single episode where you know we're before the original show but also we're a TV show being made in the 2020s so you know you gotta right. um and I, I they 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 walk the line really really well. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's also give a shout out to Yatita Badaki, who played um, <clears throat> N- N- Nira, right? Right. Nira. Yeah. yeah. And she was she was just darn darn incredible. Um, uh, and she yeah. uh, she just knows what she's doing. It seems like as a, as an actress and as a person on the screen. And um, yeah, um, yeah, I was very pleased. <laughs> Because so often, you know, Star Trek is a show about the Federation. We all know this. So, like, when mm-hmm. they're when when they create a character who exists outside the Federation and they're defined by that, you know, sometimes other shows they'll do this and they kind of end up kind of softballing their perspective a little bit because we don't want anyone to really be, you know, we we, we don't want to sympathize any, with anyone too much who's against the Federation, and um, mm-hmm. you know, our 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 heart is still with you know the crew that we love but th- i thought they did a really good job of here of making her a specific character with a specific perspective um which is not necessarily something they normally kind of grant a character like this you know on a show like this um i i thought it was really i thought she was fantastic i loved the world building yeah of the like the tiny mm-hmm. little world building of the the planet pike i loved her tone i loved how serious yeah. she was and and uh tense and intense but um yeah powerful very without oh, yeah. having to raise her voice at all yep yeah i love that line she has where pike is talking about the experiences they had last year and how he kind of 
has gained, you know, a uh, new appreciation for, you know, Illyrians. And she says, you've, you know, congratulations, you've discovered empathy, which is such a, you know, very glib, but I think very real way of, you know, I, I, I completely, I, I think it's an, a neat way to kind of undercut the, the, the soul searching that happens there in the sense of like, no, this is, you know, something that's being debated constantly. Someone in this position would be really tired of someone just saying like, I didn't understand before, but I do now. It's like, great. Awesome. Thanks. Well, I, yeah, this is too little, too late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a question that this might possibly be a plot hole. They didn't mention it. How could she have possibly hid her species when they have all the medical records and everybody's uh, DNA and they go in for all their health checkups. Uh, so to me, it's not just that she lied on her application. It's that she's been consistently, it's a deeper, it's a deeper thing falsified. than just yeah. falsifying yeah. a document. You're also um, maybe getting other people in on your lie you're changing a records you're you're continuing this on for 25 years if if that's what she had to do i i forget if it's a contradiction or not to this is me supposing this is not necessarily something that they brought up but you know if i suppose that something about you know something about the way una specifically has been genetically modified that makes those markers tougher to determine maybe but mm -hmm. i don't know if that's supported by anything well, and they do mention that you know i think part of the the um resentment that nira has or and certainly had at the beginning for una chin riley is her ability to pass mm -hmm. um yeah and so it seems like maybe that's a built-in factor that, that that would be included in that the ability to not be yeah. to, to be detected by scans that kind of thing mm-hmm uh, so I'm not exactly sure they genetically modify themselves to be able to live on a planet, which seems like a good use of genetically modifying science. That right. seems fine to me. It shouldn't. I. It's a weird. It's a weird argument for this timeline because okay, think about the gun control debate i'm not talking about gun controlled guns drugs like anything that is um a hot button topic people no. want to just have that be okay but just regulated just have mm -hmm. we have more specific like uh rules around it okay you're genetically modified you have to do this and that or you can't have this modification, but these, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it feels like rather than just being like no genetic modifications for, for the human, for humans, for Terrans, I could understand, but I don't see how you could police a different species on a different planet. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I think that the, the, the issue is not that they can't be on the planet. It's that they don't want them to serve in Starfleet. Yeah. 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 So I think it's not the, against their existence. They just don't want them to like, which I also think is wrong, but I think is, is a more, you know, we certainly have yeah. things like that in our own military over the past, I don't know, 20 years that have just, just become right. better, you know, allowing trans people to fight, allowing gay people mm -hmm. to serve openly. So, you know, I think True. it's uh, a not uh, unfamiliar situation that, that they, they are in. 
Well, I like it. This is why I like Star Trek, that they find sci-fi ways to talk about uh, yeah. topics that are current. Yep. Agree. Classic Trek tradition, this episode, yeah. holding to it very nicely. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate to, and I hate to, I hate to you hate begin it. to you bring this conversation to. To, oh. a, to a close. You hate it so much. But we are, we are just about running out of time. But do you guys have any final thoughts on these episodes? Any recommendations of other things you've been watching? I have a final thought, which is yeah, that, um, you know, we, we talked before and we were talking about uh, Nurse Chapel and Dr. Mbenga uh, about, you know, characters who do not have a romantic connection, but have a very, very deep connection. Uh, and I think this is the best episode we've gotten so far about uh, Captain Pike and uh, Una, uh, about their relationship. Um, you know, uh, I think that we've, we've had definitely had moments in other episodes. And I want to say thank goodness for that, uh, because, again, not to harken back to the original show. But I will reference the original show, which is that, uh, sure. you know, the original the original Star Trek, uh, you know, the very first time we saw Captain Pike and number one, number one is basically defined as she's just a cold first officer, um, you know, who, uh, as the episode goes on, it reveals basically that she has, you know, sexual desires about Captain Pike that she knows that can't be fulfilled and whatnot. Uh, it's very 1960s TV show written by a dude. What can you say? Um, mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that they have this was on tv a couple weeks ago and i was telling my significant other about this and i was basically just like and watching it just going like oh this is not well um and then you compare it to something mm-hmm. like this and their relationship throughout this entire series which is so much based on mutual respect um mm-hmm. and integrity um and just and and you know the, the 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 family of being a crew and it's so much more profound and rich and i give them so much credit for basically kind of throwing out you know and this you know this, this decision that dates back to discovery when they were introduced but the, just throwing out everything we knew about these characters uh and doing something fresh with them i really appreciate that so much yeah yeah they've learned that you have to take the man-eating you know um, mm. 1960s view of woman and you need to put it into the same actress 40 years later or 30 years later as a um beta zed mother-in-law um, and then it works yeah. fine. And then it's then okay. It's perfectly That's fine. fine. Yeah. And we like yes. it. And we're into yes. it. And we want it. We want more of it, in fact. Um, yes. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? Uh, Any final thoughts? I just want to just second what uh, Michael said. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, even though I enjoy this show, I haven't got the feeling after watching it of, wow, oh my God. I, I, I kind of want my, I want my heart to race a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. it, I want it to be, I want to just like be sitting on the edge of my seat. And I haven't, even though I've enjoyed these episodes, I haven't been that. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. It feels like, Tim, I mean, you know, I enjoy this show so much in a way it's maybe my favorite of the current shows on the air. But also it's very comforting and I wish there was a little bit more edge and exploration in it. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich where it's very comforting, but it's something I've had plenty of times. That's nice. Yeah. You're looking forward to it. You're looking forward. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will not have you disparage peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which are oh, one of the greatest cool. culinary creations of all time. No, uh, it's there's great. nothing wrong with I, it. It's just I think know. peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a great analogy because it's like sometimes you just want to sit down, relax with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, tune off your brain, don't, you know, yeah. relax. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show is. Yeah. Maybe maybe you should make your for the for the edge you're looking for. You could make them like I've been making them lately because I don't keep bread in the house anymore, but I do have wraps. So I keep making these very, very unsatisfying peanut butter and jelly wraps where I'm just like, wow. Yeah, uh, sorry. I, I, thought, I, I thought you were about to tell me that they work really well. I'm like, you're changing everything I know. No, I mean, you need, you need the cushy bread. You need the, I mean, yeah, it's you all part of the cushy bread. Otherwise, yeah, it's just like a yeah. little like fruit roll up. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, wow, this is great. This crackers and a, and a work okay, bread. though. Like rich, rich crackers, rich crackers work okay. Okay. This leads me to a recommendation. That I didn't no, have before we started no. this conversation. <laughs> um, powdered peanut butter. Powdered, powdered peanut, peanut butter. butter. What is that? Try it. I mix it with uh, yogurt. It's really good. It doesn't it like have a, any like a protein? sugar or salt. It's you can you can boost the protein, but you can also reduce the sugar and salt if that's what you're trying to look for. Uh, because mm-hmm. I eat so much, pe- I love peanut butter so much. I eat peanut butter every single day of my life that I can't even remember a day that I haven't eaten peanut butter. I love so. Peanut I thought I need to switch to peanut butter powder because maybe I don't realize all of the calories that I'm putting in. I mean, they're not bad. It's not bad. No, there's just, it just, it just sneaks up on it's you. Just as all. Like, yeah, I'm with it you. just yeah. sneaks up on you. That's what I mean. So mm-hmm. I've been having peanut butter powder mixed in with yogurt. And then I'll put mm-hmm. like some other honey or agave nectar kind of sweetener and some fruit. It is so good. That's my recommendation. I love that. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check love that it. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and or my if you're making a smoothie or a milkshake, it's very good for that too. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Right. Sorry, I want to hear your recommendation. I have a recommendation of a very bad television show that yet my my boyfriend and I literally watched the whole thing. We're like, this is bad, right? I kind of hate all these characters. I think we just I know kept what watching you're say. every episode. What am I going to say? I don't know, but is it manifest? It's not manifest, although I agree that has a similar feeling to it. I'm just like, wow. Because okay, okay. everyone is so earnest and everyone, yeah, in madness. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying the TV show Glamorous, which is like a uh, Devil's Wear Prada knockoff starring oh, yeah. Kim Cattrall. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Start your connection. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yes, certainly. Yes, certainly. Our, our, our um, <laughs> traitorous Vulcan, Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's bad, but yet also good, but also mostly bad, but very funny and like we just couldn't stop watching it, you know. Uh, okay. And so uh, I guess if you're looking for something that um, goes down like pretty easy, food? yeah, like junk, junk food, food yeah, for your <laughs> yeah. Watching. Where does this air, Chris? Where what is this on? It's on a little um, artisanal streaming service called Netflix. Um, oh, Net- so. oh yeah, Net- Netflix. Netflix. Yes, Netflix. Yes. It's yes. one of those yes. mom and pop streaming services. One of those mom and pop yeah. streamers, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been around the block for twenty-five years. We used to send you DVDs, <laughs> and now we stream absolute trash right. direct to your eyeballs. That's right. Um, that's that's Mrs. Netflix talking about their business venture yeah. now. She's forty Will. million years old. Oh, we'll, poor we'll, Mr. Netflix passed away recently. Mrs. Netflix is just keeping well, Mr. up Mr. Netflix the 
burnt out on that submarine, unfortunately. So he was, he just had to see the Titanic. Hey, yo. (laughs) Hey, yo. I was going to say, anyway, let's continue. (laughs) Well, on that note, I think we should perhaps bring this to a close, but thank you for joining us for another episode of the Prime Subjective. Um, we're not going to end with a song because we don't do that anymore, but we're glad you came. <laughs> and a goodbye. We don't do that anymore. Well, I, don't, I don't know. What are we doing then? <laughs> I don't Just- know.